Okay, um, this is the Fiction Old and New Book Club, and tonight is Friday, September 4th, uh, 2020. Um, my name is Michelle, and Sherry and I are the co-moderators of the book group. And we last month, we had a little, little bit of a kerfuffle um, because a couple of people had to leave early. So Sherry and I have decided that we're going to announce our next book both at the beginning and at the end of the meeting. So this way, if somebody needs to leave early, um, you know, they have the information. They don't have to interrupt the flow of the conversation. So I'm just going to let everybody know that our book for Friday, October 2nd, is called The Impersonator. And the author is Mary Miley, M-I-L-E-Y. And the DB number is 77. 528. Um, the book is about 10 hours long and it is a historical mystery book. And I'm actually reading it now and it's excellent. And I think Sherry, you, you've already read it and, and it's, it's really, really enjoyable. It has a good plot. It has really good characters. It moves along really well. So it's, it's a very good book. Anyway, so let's, we'll, we'll get back to tonight's discussion. Um, it is, it's my great uh, privilege uh, to introduce our guest tonight, who many of us, of course, know from the Mystery Group and from many other organizations, uh, Anne Parsons, who is an author. And she wrote a terrific book called The Demis, which we all read tonight, either on Bookshare or Kindle. I'm going to give you just a little bit of information about Anne. There was a very good biography at the end of the book. So I'm sure you've all heard that, but just I'll just mention a few things. Um, she graduated from Elmira College with a Bachelor's of Art in English Education, and she also has a Master's Degree in Guidance and Personnel from St. Bonaventure College. And since 1978, she's run a very successful small business called Portal Tutoring, and tonight we're going to discuss her book, uh, The Demis, which, as I mentioned, is available on Bookshare and Kindle. And hopefully Anne will, will write another book in the future, which would be wonderful as well. Um, so what we're going to do is what we usually do. Sherry calls on each participant one by one. And what you can do if you'd like is you can make, you can tell Anne, you know, how you felt about the book. You can ask her a question if you'd like to. Um, if you are here, some people just come in just to listen. So that's fine as well. If you, if you prefer just to listen, you can just let us know that. And then what we'll do is we'll give Anne a, a chance to respond. So if you, if you give, make a comment or you ask her a question, we'll just allow her to respond. And then Sherry um, will move on to the next participant. So I will now turn the discussion over to Sherry. Okay. And I am going to call on Marsha Moses first. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Thank you, at the, Sherry. Near the top of the list here. Oh, all right. Well, I really enjoyed your book, Anne. In fact, I did a read-a-thon with it. A read-a-thon is, you know, where you, where you pick up and you just keep reading and reading oh, yeah. and reading. So that's what I did. It was just very difficult to, to, to uh, put it down, so to speak. And I do have a question. Your descriptions were were excellent. And knowing that you're a total, as am I, and a lot of us in here, uh, I'm just wondering, how did you, how were you able to come up with, with such descriptiveness? Is that a word? 
but anyway, with, with you know, the, the, the sky and, I mean, just everything. And I love that, the, the complex where, where, uh, where everybody ended up. Um, I'd love to live in a complex like that, by the way. But anyway, that, that's my question, I, and I really did enjoy your book. Thank you so much. Can I, can I make a request that everybody, because this was a, a, a different source than, than usual, if you'll say where you got the book and what device you listened to? Oh, okay. I, 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 I'm just curious. Okay. I, I read it from Kindle on uh, my um, uh, Amazon device. Oh, great. Thanks. Um, well, let's see. First of all, thank you very much. Um, and just a, a one or two corrections in the, the, the introduction, uh, because if, if any of my fellow alums from Bonas uh, hear this, they're going to go, what? It's St. Bonaventure University. So, um, and portal tutoring actually didn't become a business until 2004, although I had been tutoring for various school districts and so forth way before then, since 1978. But you're absolutely right. I have been tutoring since 1978, so you got that all right. Um, now, to answer Marcia's question about my descriptions, well... I think part of it is the way I was raised. Both my parents were artists. They both painted and drew and so forth. And they spent a good deal of their time describing things to me. And I'm also a lifelong avid reader. And so I read lots and lots and lots of books. And so when you read books, you tend to figure out after a while how people describe things and knowing how important this is so that you're set in the place where you're supposed to be for a story. Um, that's how I did it. Okay. Uh, next will be Bob. Oh, I thought I'd be way down the list. Okay. First of all, I want a sequel. Uh, terrific book. I did not read it originally when this book came out. I just, you know, I'll get to it. Man, I couldn't put my Braille device, which was a focus from Bookshare, Alan, down. I mean, it, it really held my attention. It, it really did. I wanted you to expand on Marsha's question. The smart house. I mean, of course, I have no imagination. Uh, all I want to know is where my radio is. And, and you described the house <laughs> so beautifully that I even I understood I could walk around that house. And uh, it's just great. I mean, you have your villains and all that. People will cover that. And I want to ask about the emotional maturity of some of the. We knew Alex and Mary were pretty good. They were, they were the leaders. And Alfredo, I admire him for wanting to stand on his own uh, and so forth. But some of them were four which I'm not sure what their age would be. They lived till 40, I, I remember. But some women would, would just break up and cry, like, well, Laura did. I guess it was normal, but she's a doctor, I guess. Uh, Ruth, was this because of the experience with, uh, what's his name, that mean doctor? I mean, it seemed that some of them were almost like children, yet they did wonderful things together. Thank you. I hope I didn't confuse you. Thank you. 
Well, I think you uh, Oh, okay. Hello. Um, let's see. How do I answer that question? First one well, was the smart house. Well, the smart house, well, that came out of my imagination. And, wow. Um, you know, I, I just, well, <laughs> if you really must know, I spent, I spend a good deal of time uh, when I'm just lying in bed or, you know, whatever, um, imagining places to live, imagining houses and, and mm -hmm. so forth and so on. And, and the smart house was one of those that I had envisioned. And so that's how that came about. And as far as the emotional state of some of the characters, well, I think that part of it is because I wanted to show the Demis as being human. And so naturally, you're going to have a uh, diversity of reactions to various things. Some people are going to be strong and face things and and all like that. And other people are going to fall apart. And that's just the human condition. And yeah. uh, Ruth had her breakdown because uh, of what happened to her. Yes. Um, that that last night when she was uh, taken to uh, the lab and, and tortured and so forth. And because she was a writer and sensitive to um, what was going on with them, you remember she was the one who was looking all, uh, all about uh, slavery and uh, what it was like to be a slave and, mm -hmm. and uh, laws about slavery and so forth and so on. And she was the one that was researching all of this. And she knew very well what was happening to them. And it just came together and she just, you know, she just couldn't go anymore. She just yeah. shut down because it just was too much. So I wanted to show the, the foot high demis as being human. That's, that's why I did that. Okay. Thank you. Sounds good. Okay. Joni. Well, <clears throat> and I just loved your book. <laughs> um, actually, when your book first came out, I started reading it, and that was in 2017, and I read, I guess, part one, and at that time, I was becoming very, very ill, and I got to a point where my brain was not, I was not quite understanding what was going on. And I was ashamed because I would read stuff and I wouldn't remember it. And uh, it turned out that I had a, a really, really bad infection that was going through my body and I almost died. But... Um, I, I loved it then, the beginning part that I understood. That then when I stopped understanding it, I said, now there's something wrong here. I can't, I can't deal with this. And 
the next thing I knew, I was in hospitals and nursing homes, and, and well, I'm still here, thank God. But anyway, so now that, at, that uh, Fiction Old and New, we were going to be reading it, I said, oh, good, I can really, I can read it, and, oh, I just love it. I, I just think you have a way, uh, your writing skill is so wonderful. You have a way of, um, there's a lot of charm to the way you present things. And I, I just really, really enjoyed it. And I understood it now much, much better than I did when I was having a, when my brain stopped working. So thank you, Anne. And I hope that you write some more things for us. Okay. Well, I've, I've got several things on the, on the table, and, and we'll see. Uh, you know, but uh, publishing requires a little bit of, of uh, silver to line the palms of the people that help you out. So uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I thank you. Thank you for your compliments. Appreciate them. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that you were able to enjoy the book now. And yeah, that's what happens to us when our, our, our bodies, you know, um, become uh, become sick and our, our brains follow naturally and so I'm I'm happy that you're well and recovered and all like that so oh thank you so much bless you yeah thank okay you. Alan yeah uh, I, I read it on uh, I got mine from Bookshare and read it on my iPhone and voice stream reader so uh uh, and I'll have to admit, I, I ran out of time, I, and I'm not quite finished with it. I'm, I've got about two hours left. But, I, I mean, I got enough into the story to, to appreciate it and, and your hard work on it and stuff. I, I do have uh, a, a question or two. Did, did the, does the name Demi's, I know it's not spelled the same, but I, I think of a diminutive, uh, and I'm wondering where you came up with the, 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 the Demi name. And let's see. And I'm also wondering, did you ever use the the – the web search engine asked Jeeves, did, did that influence you with the, with the name or not? And uh, let's see. Uh, uh, no, I, I, I guess that's all, that's all my questions for now. Oh, but, but I do appreciate, I mean, I mean, we, we all know what it's like to be in, 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 a, in, I hate to call us a class of people, but in a group that's different than most of society. And I, and I appreciate the fact that you hammered that point home consistently about this these group of little folks and what all they had to deal with uh, uh, they were still human they wanted to be treated like everybody else wants to be treated so so thanks for that well thank you Alan um, as far as the name goes um, I, I originally and of course what you guys don't know is that, th that this book was written over 40 years hmm. And I started it back in, oh, I don't know, 1979 or 1980, something like that. And I started it because I personally was feeling trapped because I was blind, I was young, I was eager to work, and I couldn't find a job to save my soul. 
and I had filled out hundreds of job applications and, you know, I was going around and round and round. Well, you know, we, we want you to have experience or we won't hire you. Well, how am I supposed to get experience? Well, <laughs> no. Well. Uh, anyway, I won't, I won't even go into it because I know some of you have been there, done that, and got the T-shirt too. Um, but I, I was feeling trapped, so I wrote about people who were trapped and how they escaped and so forth. And it, um, it, was, it started out as a, a therapeutic thing for me. Um, but, of course, it grew from there and became a, a novel and... Um, you know, it, it, it just grew. So um, that's how it started. But as far as the name goes, I originally thought of Demi, D-E-M-I, as in Demitas, which is a, a little cup of coffee, and they're about half the size of regular cups of coffee, and that's why they're called Demitas, but in other words, half, half mm. the size. Um, and I... And I thought, no, people won't know what DEMI is for. And I thought, well, okay, I'm going to make up a name and I'm going to call them the Demis. And that's what I decided to call them. Um, and I Thanks. thought that perhaps the spelling D-E-M-M-I-E-S would um, be easier to understand than Demi meaning half. Uh, D-E-M-I. Um, so that's why, why I did what I did. And what about Ask Jeeves? Oh, yes. no, I didn't ask Jeeves. Um, in fact, <laughs> I didn't know he existed. <laughs> I, I might have asked him, but I didn't. Okay, great. Thanks. Okay, Abby? Okay, well, um, Ann and I belong to a writing group, and so I had the pleasure of watching this book evolve because she sent each chapter to our email list after she wrote it. And so it was fun reading the chapters and offering feedback and, and support and then, then, then watching, you know, watching, reading the finished product. Um, when it came out, I... When it came out, first came out, whoa, two, was it two years ago? Three years ago? Uh, anyway, when December it came out, I did not have, I'm sorry, what? December of 2017. Yeah, okay. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Four yeah, years ago. Wow. Anyway, yeah, anyway, um, I did not have an Amazon device, and so I bought it on Smashwords, and I convert it to, I think it was RTF, and put it on my Victor, it was the first book I read on my Victor Reader Trek, which I had just purchased from Humanware at that time, and so I had the lovely voice, Sharon, which I really like reading it to me, and um, of course, I knew how it ends since I'd read it, but it was still fun to read the finished product and, and read the story again, and um, I do have one question, and I know for a fact that you've written a couple of other books in this series because you were sharing with us uh, chapters in those books and I'm wondering when those books will be published. Well, whenever my ship comes in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hear ya. Whenever whenever my ship comes in, I will I will uh, 
immediately call up the uh, Dvorkins and see what I can do. All right. Okay, Liz. Hi. Anne, you're going to get really tired of hearing this, okay? But I really loved this book. <laughs> I'm so glad. <laughs> no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, what the thing, I loved the character development. I really loved the... Uh, I, I've always loved dollhouses and anything miniature. I just thought they were so adorable. So to have this whole community, basically, of living dollhouses, you know, working, functioning, and little animals. I loved the cat. I mean, it was just awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed having a science fiction that started off with kind of dystopia, but ended really nicely. It was so lovely and refreshing. And I found myself, I want more of the Demis. I, I, I want to know what's happening in their community. I would love to live with the Demis. If I knew where they were, I'd go work for them. I'd be a big folk looking for them. I just think they're awesome. Um, the, the two questions that I have um, is, do you have any way of knowing or is there anything in the works to try to get this read in a human voice onto Bard or Audible or anything like that? Um, and do you think there might be ever a sequel to the Demis? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that last. There we are. Okay. Do, you, do you see a, a sequel to the Demis at all in the future? Oh, well, yes. I mean, I, I see them every day. <laughs> my, my two sequels, and they're sitting here on my computer, and they're just waiting for an opportunity to, uh, to be published. Um, but as far as getting stuff on BARD, I understand from research that friends have done for me that uh, the more reviews, hello, <laughs> the more reviews that are written yeah. about the book and posted on Amazon and other places, um, the more likely it is that Bard will uh, notice and um, perhaps do something about it. I'll get my review right up to Amazon after the meeting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Okay, Carla. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, because I didn't know if I was muted or not, and I'm sorry I was late. Um, these 8 o'clock meetings are hard for me. But anyhow, um, reading has become a luxury for me the last couple of weeks since school started and homeschool. So I, ha I too, have probably maybe two hours of the book left, but it is engaging, and it is just... Um, it's resonating with me because um, you did answer one of my questions. You said it was sort of therapeutic and you were writing it because you were sort of, you know, frustrated, you know, with your blindness and you felt trapped and everything. As I'm reading it, um, I am resonate or I am, um, it is resonating with me, their struggle for dignity. As, as a blind person, sometimes I get tired of, um, People talking around me. What would she want? What does she do? And um, and saying things like, um, "Well, um, did you watch? Oh, I'm sorry, you don't watch television, you know." And, oh, and yeah, huh? 
Well, what's a, you know, and, and you, you try to be gracious and sometimes you get weary, but you, you still are gracious and try to educate people in a, you know, as much as you can. But these dummies, you know, like it made me mad when he was calling them the little squeakers. You know, that just, I don't know, yeah. that just made me so mad. And I just wonder if there, and I think you sort of answered my question. Um, and, and by the way, you're doing something that I've always wanted to do. I have various writing in various forms and you're inspiring me to maybe take it a little further because I have a couple of things in the making too but um, I just wondered if if you saw um, if you saw the the um, when you were doing this sort of a parallel if they were sort of your little ultra egos in a way the demis that you were um, that because um, you know maybe they're reflecting some of the struggles that we feel as as blind um, people who happen to be blind, and and by the way, I did think of the demi tosses and everything. I I didn't you know I understood the name demi, um, but but I, I just wondered if you could and I and I want to thank you for the book. I'm really enjoying it, but I wondered if you could comment on it. Well, yes and no. Okay, yes, um, one of the reasons was to uh, showcase the fact that, you know, uh, groups that are marginalized, you know, need to be unmarginalized. And the, the way it makes you feel if you're marginalized, um, yeah, that was part of it, okay? But I did not... I truly did not want to make that the total raison d'etre of the book. Um, I wanted to, well, as as uh, as C.S. Lewis said, I just wanted to tell a good story. So, <laughs> so that's the main reason I wrote it uh, was to tell a good story. Okay. And if there's other stuff that resonates with you on the way you know so much the better but my my main motivation after i got done with uh my therapy <laughs> my self-imposed therapy was to tell a good story um so i hope that i hope that makes sense to you okay deanna so, Deanna, you have to unmute yourself because I think you're muted. Okay. I'll go on to somebody and come back. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Okay. Uh, there she is. Yep. I was all tingled up in yarn. <laughs> I had a knitting project go completely haywire and had to <laughs> uh -oh. tear it all apart. So I had yarn everywhere. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't have a chance to read the book, and I apologize, but um, I always enjoy hearing what other people have to say. And if and when I can ever afford a book <laughs> again, I will uh, certainly, um, you've made me all want to read it. So thank you all. Well, you know, um, there are lots of ways to get the book. The book is on Bookshare. Right, yeah. but I don't have a Bookshare membership. Uh, <laughs> now, you and could. My um, library doesn't offer it as an option. Kindle. Kindle. Well, 
um, there are ways uh, you might consider writing to the author and seeing what she might do about it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do that, Anne. You're not going to be able to fill your piggy bank to get the next version out, and then I'd be in trouble with the rest of the people in this group, especially Liz. <laughs> well, that's totally up to you. I mean, I can't well, tell you what to do. I have these. no worries here. Go ahead and write to the author. It's totally cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm supposed to do an interview soon and they want to pay me $250 for it as a kind of wow. expert. So if I do that, then I'll have some money and on my yeah. game plan is to buy some books and buy a sewing machine because <laughs> I'm trying to make masks and stitching them by hand is not working very well. They, they're, oh, uh, they work, but they're a little crude. <laughs> like to, um, you know, be able to buy a, a sewing machine, and I've picked one out that's $150, so I'll still have $100 to wear, to uh, spend on books. So, okay. I'll work on it. Okay. okay. All right. Sounds like a plan. Uh, Marcy? So, Mar Marcy and Don are both muted, so if you guys want to unmute yourselves. Hey, Hello. And if your objective was to tell a good story, you indeed definitely did that. I very much <laughs> I um, was one of those people who stayed up in the middle of the night and, <laughs> and the next day was no good for anything <laughs> because I was up reading the book. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, read it on the, I read it on the Victor stream and I had um, Ryan read it to me. I just downloaded it from Bookshare and just had Ryan read it to me. Um, I really liked the guy who... The science, the, the science student who helped the Demis get, get where they wanted to go and how he helped them escape. And that, that was really cool because as blind people, we run into people who assist us and give us opportunities. And so that was my favorite character. And I enjoyed Jeeves also to find out where somebody is, when they are there, get them a message and do, do you know, what they, give them the information that they need to get. That was really cool too. But yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Well, that's great. I'm I'm glad you uh, enjoyed Ralph because he he's a key he's a key player. Even though you know you you sort of concentrate on the demis, but Ralph is a key player. Yeah, and also the 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 mother that that raised the Spanish demis. They found her at the end of the book. Yeah, and, and Alex was going to have her work for him. And I really enjoyed that. So I, I like everybody getting along together and people helping each other, appreciating what people need and meeting those needs. I loved the little girl when she trusted the big people, when they asked her to get in the chair and when they gave her, you know, when she gave them permission to pick her up. That was, that was so neat. Yes. Okay, Don Queen, are you there? Uh, can, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, yes. good. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm late. But I read the book, uh, and a uh, very enjoyable read, science fiction. It uh, was good. The pe characters were real, real. I mean, uh, realistic. I mean, believable. I guess that's the thing, except for the size at, at all. And um, uh, the, um, the guy that rescued him was very good, but the, um, the parents were very realistic in their a little hard to get along with at times, but uh, I think it was a very good story. 
Well, thank you very much, Don. And I know this probably isn't your cup of tea, because I know you're you're usually reading historical stuff. And um, well, I used to be a science fiction buff, <laughs> and this this remind this better than Ray Bradbury, as far as I can. People really more realistic than yeah. Well, good. I, well, thank you <laughs> for putting me in that league. Wow, <laughs> I'm honored. Um, so. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, Michelle. Yes, um, I I really really enjoyed your book, Anne. It's so interesting because I I I usually love books that are really super character driven, but there doesn't have to be much plot. And there was a lot going on in your story, and I just got carried along and carried along and carried along all throughout the story. And I found that I, I love the fact that it was character driven, but it was plot driven too. It was just great. Um, there were so many really interesting details. My favorite detail is how they had to eat every three hours. I just love that. I loved, I just found that so fascinating. And, and I told you that I imagine you're probably a very good cook because I really liked all the food details. Like the meals were so healthy and nutritious. And I kept saying, you know, I should make something like that myself when I was reading the book. Um, but I, I, I liked all those kind of like little scientific details. I thought it was just great. Um, it was just a really, it was imaginative, but it was relatable, I think, at the same time. Um, and what you were talking about <laughs> writing as therapy, when I was younger, and I would like to get back to it, I used to write a lot when I was a teenager into my 20s. And I did find it so therapeutic. Whatever I was going through, I would write stories and poems, and it would really help me work through things. So I, I can imagine that it's, it, is, it is very therapeutic. Um, I had actually two questions for you. Um, the first one, you, I think you kind of answered it, but maybe it possibly might be a little bit more, was I was wondering what the spark was for the story, because you mentioned that you've been working on it for, for many years. And I didn't know if you had an image or you just had a name or something in your head that started all this. And then my other question was, you mentioned that your parents were artists. And I wondered if you had the opportunity to translate this book into another medium, like a play or an opera or, you know, something, a movie. Which one would you graphic. pick? Ooh, that's a great oh, now that's, that's, that's a interesting great question. question. You'd have to do oh. graphical. <laughs> no. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't well. remember your first question. I'm sorry. Um, I was so taken with the second one, so I'll answer that first, and then maybe you can refresh my memory. Sure. Um, I think if I were going to to uh, translate or tr transfer translate uh the the book into something else it would probably be a movie because you would need the special effects um in order to make it interesting for people watching the movie and not necessarily for us but you would need you would need the special effects so that the demis of, although they were small you know, would appear uh, normal sized in their own environment and then be actually um, 
scaled to size so that they looked a foot high when they were outside their own space. Mm -hmm. um, so I think probably a movie would, would be best um, rather than a play because you couldn't, you can't, you can't do that kind of thing with live theater. Unfortunately, it's difficult. Right. Yeah. So, but the, um, oh, um, the first question was, was there a spark? Um, well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think I could say that on um, Tuesday, April 10th, I decided that uh, I was going to write a book about foot high people. I don't think it happened like that. I think it was more like an idea that kind of simmered and then finally became um, something that I, I started writing. And it just sort of it just sort of evolved and it really had quite a, a long time to evolve. And it started as a Braille manuscript. I still have the notebook of it um, somewhere. Um, but it, it started as a Braille manuscript and it went from there to, I don't know, did I put it on the verse of Braille? I can't remember, but I remember putting it on my first computer in PC Bright. Does anybody remember PC Bright? <laughs> and then it went to WordPerfect 5.1, and then it went to Word. <laughs> and um, by the time it got to the Dvorkins, poor, poor David had a book that was so badly formatted. I mean, there were short lines all over the place, and and stuff and he just was was up to the task and i admired him greatly for being able to do that because i sure couldn't um you know it, it had so many changes that it was it was really weirdly formatted the book but uh it's it's all right now well thank you very much and and just to answer alan's question i listened to this um I uh, downloaded it from Bookshare in audio format, and I transferred it to my SD card, and I listened on my Victorita stream. I, of course, really like this book, too. Um, I like the fact that at first, Ralph seemed like he was going to be a real jerk, and then he mm -hmm. really came around, he and his wife, and turned out to be great people. Mm -hmm. um, I liked all the characters, and I just like the way everything turned out. I'd love to live in a super house like that. Man, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, talk, oh, yeah. About, uh, talk about a really interesting level of detail with all these gadgets and stuff. It was really cool and how it all worked out financially and things. Um, my couple of questions was, and this is not to my credit, but I wanted to see Loot live and be prosecuted and thrown in prison for the rest of his life and be miserable. And I was wondering yeah. if you... Um, decided to not do that because you didn't really want to write about a trial or you just thought this was the you know more fitting way to dispose of him and my second question is I was wondering if there was any of the Demi's that you most identified with and my guess would be Ruth but that's just a guess well um, as far as Lud is concerned uh, I wanted to show him as being not only um, 
cruel and a and a sadist, but uh, a megalomaniac. And mm-hmm. when his his power was threatened, and you know, he just he just completely fell apart. I mean, he just you know exploded virtually. And so I suppose I could have put him through a trial, but my problem was and is that I am not a lawyer and I don't particularly like legal fiction. Ah. And oh, yeah. I don't feel sense. comfortable writing it. Uh-huh. So right. I was yeah. happy that he, um, that he uh, made it possible for, well, he made his own exit. Well, it was a fitting death, that's for sure. Yeah. And about yeah. which character did you identify with? Or if any? It wasn't Ruth? Okay. Well, yeah. good guess. Yeah. Well, I have to comment. I, I think we all like to think of these megalomaniac torturers and stuff as being kind of stupid deep down. And the fact that he slipped on the gasoline when he was trying to torch his own house I thought it was very fitting because uh, it it, uh, it tied right into that. So. That, that was very yeah. appropriate. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- thanks for letting him do that. I also read mine through. I also read this through Kindle through the A Lady, through Odessa. So yeah. Mm. Oh, me Which too. It was an interesting experience because you got to listen to all of the dashes and hyphens. <laughs> minus and yeah. Uh, right, left minus handed, you know. <laughs> right. I would like to ask Anne, what, your your understanding of New Mexico, your geographical, where, where did that, did you visit the oh, state yeah. or what? That's a good question. question. Oh, no. I've you were terrific. Um, it's on my bucket list. It really is. Um, okay. I'd love to visit Santa Fe. Yeah. Uh, but I've never been there. No, I, my love of New Mexico started with uh, Tony Hillerman and went on to um, the Joanna Brady books and the, oh, yes. um, you know, all of, all of the stuff by J.A. Jance plus oh, um, okay. various other books set in that same neck of the woods. And it's, it's a part of the country that's always fascinated me. Um, I, I really, really want to go there. <laughs> As I say, it's on my bucket list. Yeah, and your this is Marcia. Your your description of the bowl was absolutely stunning. It was outstanding. And if I while I still have the if the the, the floor, if I may, um, the the symbolism when and I I'm sorry, I'm not good with names these days, but the little girl, you know that the you know the second group. That came in and, and she was the the leader of Molly Molly Molly, Molly. Molly. but anyway Molly when Molly. when she when she was taken down there and uh, Alex uh, you know told the the the, the big um, people to you know treat her well but you know gotta gotta teach her a lesson but when she was put in that chair you know when when uh, Louise said may I pick you up mm-hmm. and she said uh, Yes, and she was like thoroughly blown away with that. But she said, and when she was telling, you know, the rest of her group, she didn't touch me. She put me in this chair, and I passed the seatbelt around me. And then she she picked the chair up 
and put it over my over her shoulders and carried me where we needed to go. To me, that was symbolic of with when people come up to us and just grab our arm or whatever uh, yeah. and tell us yep. forward. Oh yeah. That was just that that was great. just great. Um, awesome. I I love that. Oh good. I'm so glad. Yeah. That was well, see, um, if you were uh, a foot high, if you right. were a foot high, um, then uh normal sized people would tend to do that. Right. Just come up and pick you up without asking, and they would put you where they wanted you, and they would would um, you know just assume that you had no personal space, that you um, you know that that would be something that 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 uh, normal sized people would assume that that uh, you know you didn't have and. And they might not be even very careful about how how tightly they picked you up. They might hurt you. Yeah, remember they were exactly. And that's them. that's why um, if you if you look at the the place again, and she says she didn't squeeze me, she didn't uh, hold me too tight, she, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. She just picked me up in the chair, right? And took me to where where I wanted to go. Or where she wanted me to go, and um, that yeah, that why I have to confess was uh, well, sort of an overt making a point. But um, (laughs) I think I hope there weren't too many others of that in in the book. Um, But I I did want to make that point. I thought it was beautiful. There were a couple of other times where you know people were you know were asked may I pick you up? And, and, and I just thought it was beautiful. That's, yeah. I just really think that that this, this whole thing was an amazing first novel. I mean, really. You know. <laughs> and it evolved, you know, over all, yay, so many years, but it just, it just, yeah, thank you. So that's so good. Well, I'll probably you. read it again. Thank you. Thank you. Oh yeah, I'll be rereading. I'll be rereading. Yeah, I probably will too. I like somebody else mentioned this too, but I really like the inclusion of animals. I don't think people's yeah. lives are complete without some animals, and right. oh, yeah. it's nice that you Absolutely. had them in there. The little horses, yeah. the little kitties, the little dogs. You know, the little the little cat. Was it tiggling? <laughs> What was the cat's Jay, name? Jay Wing or something. Now, now, you've, now you've got me. I, I know there was a cat, and I don't, I, I honestly don't remember at this moment. Even me, Ruth had a cat. It was like tickling I'm or something. I'm trying to think. Oh. It's a complicated uh, name. Yeah, it was uh, different. T Wang, maybe? T Wang? Yeah, that was something it. Something like that. That yeah. was it, yep. Right. Something like that, yeah. Because it was a Siamese cat or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, you know, we we are part of our world, and it it um, disappoints me when I meet people who have no animal companions. No. I don't trust people that don't like animals. 
I really, yes, yeah, well, yeah. no, no, I, I was going to say, Gil, I don't have animals. I love animals, but I just don't want any. I don't want the responsibility. That's, that's fine. Yeah, that counts. I'm the that's, same way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have the yeah. best. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. sorry to that I took over. That's okay. I was that's wondering. Okay, that's fine, Joni. That was interesting, and it's good that people know about those cats. Um, I was wondering if um, I noticed these people did not have cell phones. Did you feel? I mean, was it because you wrote it, started it before cell phones, or was it because you felt that Jeeves was? I mean, who needs a cell phone when you've got Jeeves? Adequate. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, well, it's actually a double answer. Yes, I started it before there were cell phones. But the sequels, well, you'll find out in the sequels what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I, this is Marsha again. Can I say something about Jeeves? I kind of found him creepy. <laughs> the, the, the creep, I was like, oh, my God, Big Brother. Oh, yeah, like that scene from yeah. Molly's in the bathroom when she can't find the, the flush yeah, thing yeah, in the toilet. And they were, and they were yes. And, and then he, somebody asked him or it or whatever, Oh, where is so and so? I said, Oh, he's in the shower, and I'm like, Oh my god! <laughs> oh, yeah. Being a Star Trek fan, I, it was just like being aboard the Enterprise during Next Gen and, and above. It computer right, right. right. It was, so to me, it seemed like a normal environment. You know? Oh, okay. well, now to me, that that's just cool. <laughs> no, but, but my question, it's all good, I, though. I have a, I have a question. Um, you know, writing a book, writing the own, the great novel or whatever it is and getting published is a dream that maybe some of us share. Do you have any advice to anybody who's, you know, maybe just an author to themselves that might want to take it a, a step further or you want to talk a little more about the, the process? Because because that would be very interesting, too. Well, I think every writer has their own process for writing. Um, some people like to write at a desk and they write for, for a given number of hours a day. You know, they say they write from nine to 11 and that's what their schedule is. Some people sit in, uh, in their living rooms on the couch and write that way. Other people, um, you know, uh, pile up uh, books and papers and stuff on their bed and do it from there. So um, it just depends on the individual as to how you write. As far as what you write and advice as to, um, you know, technique or whatever, the best advice I can give you comes from Madeline Langell, who some of you may know. And I had the, the distinct pleasure of hearing her uh, read her work and answer questions at one point uh, in my life. And somebody said to her, well, how do you become a good writer? And her response was, read, read, read. Mm -hmm. So um, that's my answer. But I mean the process of bringing the book to, to fruition and, um, you know, that part of the journey too, um, or self-publishing as an art, you know, you know, just things like that. Um, well, you know. I, I was fortunate in that um, I belonged to a great writing group and some of them uh, 
knew what to do about getting a book published and especially self-publishing. And they introduced me to a wonderful couple in Denver who, excuse me, did the work for me of uh, the final editing and formatting and so forth. So um, I didn't have to do all that, but you do have to go through all that. And, and um, it was great that it was available to me because if you, well, you know how this goes. If you edit your own stuff, yeah. you sometimes make mistakes because your mind sees what you wanted to put there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It may not always be there. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, having someone else do the editing is a great thing. So I would say find yourself a, an editor and then go for it. Um, it's it's kind of complicated to put a book up on Amazon, but it doesn't cost a whole lot of money. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, a fairly simple process. It's just that it has to be done. And so uh, that's what I would advise you to do. Find yourself an editor. Get a couple of people to read your manuscript before you you uh, um, submit it for for publication. See if people like it and uh, go from there. So, Anne, if you need anybody to read your sequels, I'd be happy to vote. Actually, a more serious question: Have you considered, um, like, a crowdfunding um, source? You know, for if, if you're if it's an issue of monetary um, help to get it published, have you considered like a crowdfunding source? I hadn't. Um, I suppose I could, like GoFundMe or something like that. You know, I don't. Right, know. I, don't, right. I don't. I'm not. I don't. Oh, know yeah, yeah. To talk to somebody who has that information, but you know, maybe that would be a, a resource for you. Oh, that's a possibility. I'll give I it have a feeling thing. there would be uh, uh, a few contributors. <laughs> there might be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before we hit the top of the hour, Michelle, why don't you give the next book again, and then we can continue sure. to talk. Okay. Um, so I mentioned at the beginning what we're going to do from now on, because sometimes people have to leave early, is we're going to mention the book for the next month, both at the beginning and at the end of the meeting. So idea. that way, if anybody has to leave early, um, you know, we don't have to interrupt the conversation and just give the next book. So our book for October 2nd, which is the first Friday in October at 8 o'clock, is called The Impersonator. And the author is Mary Miley, M-I-L-E-Y. And the DB number is 77528. Uh, again, it's 77528. It's about 10 hours in reading time. And it's a historical uh, mystery book that's set. It's actually the first in, it's a series. It's the first of four books. It's called the Roaring Twenties Mystery Series. And uh, it's very good. I'm actually reading it now. And Sherry has read it already. And it's, it's, it's like, a, it's, it's, there's a lot going on in the story, but there's a lot of interesting background. Part of the story is set in the vaudeville theater community. And um, a lot of it is set in a, like a rich uh, family's home. 
and the settings are very vivid. The characters are really interesting. Um, there's mystery. There's a little bit of romance. There's, there's a lot going on in the story. So again, it's called The Impersonator. Uh, it's Mary Miley, and it's DB77528. Thank you. Thanks for putting this on, too. It's always a you know, good discussion you folks have. Well, if anyone else has anything else to ask Anne, go for it. We don't have to. Well, I just want to thank everyone for letting me introduce my new baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, That's great. Well, we don't know 